One of the basic things that computers are really good at is saving and remembering information. And in programming, we use the concept of a variable as the way that computers remember information. This bite is all about variables and getting computers to remember things. Today, we've brought in an expert to discuss with us how this works, Dr. Katrin Eaton, who is wise in the ways of getting computers to organize information inside their little electric brains. Hi, I'm Professor Eaton from the New College Computer Science Department, and my research area is legged robotics and computational physiology. Welcome, Professor Eaton, and welcome listeners to Chapter 1, Episode 2 of Bite Size. So maybe we should start with, like, what is a variable? Hey, I've seen variables in algebra. Are these similar? Yeah, a lot like variables in algebra, right? Like when you're writing an equation in high school, you'll say y equals mx plus b, and then you'll plug in numbers, right? I tend to think of it the same way as humans plug and chug when we're solving an equation. That's exactly what computers are doing with variables. Ah, so when a variable is like a symbol... And when a computer sees that symbol, it goes and substitutes in like a value from somewhere else. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. So then maybe. They, so there's definitely some similarities with like algebra variables. Um, are there any differences with like algebra variables? Ooh, very interesting. So often I think one of the things that's frustrating about starting to work with computers is that when we're working in algebra, we tend to have the same variable value the whole time we're working with an equation. Yeah, like if you see X near the top of the page and you see X near the bottom of the page, it's like the same X. Yeah, yeah. If you plugged in two for X at the top, you're probably going to plug in two for X again at the bottom of the page. And in computer science, the value of a variable changes over the course of the program. So it can be easy to lose track of what you meant to do with a variable. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the main thing that's different for me, aside from the fact that like algebra is a little scary and computers aren't as scary for me, is that um, like variables in programming, you can put things besides numbers in. So what, what sorts of things do we put into variables in computer science? anything we want like we can put anything we want inside of a variable we can put we can put a letter or a word or another variable or a number or several numbers yeah imagine how frustrating it would be if you were using your computer and it like couldn't represent words <laughs> <laughs> or any type of data that you can think of how how frustrating it would be if your computer couldn't do that one thing because we just couldn't represent that kind of information on a computer. This is one of the things that's really cool about modern programming languages, because even though internally computers only use numbers, ones and zeros, with modern programming languages, we can represent a wide variety of types of data. And Python takes care of translating between the the words that we type and that we want to store in a variable and the internal computer memory. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things about studying computer science was when I took my first class in the C language. And I realized that you could add to letters that a character in a computer was a number. So if I typed the letter C, I could do math with it. 
which doesn't seem like something I would want to be able to do, but made, <laughs> made certain things so much easier. And it was really, I don't know, it just blew my mind to realize that everything in there is a number. So what sorts of things did that make easier? Like, that sounds like that would intimidate me. Ooh. So one of the most common applications, I think, is putting things in alphabetical order. So humans are really good at pattern recognition based on um, what we see, right? So if you see the letter A, B, C, you know what that means and you have memorized over years which one goes first. But a computer has to do math. It only understands math. Uh, and so in order for a computer to put things in alphabetical order, A, B, C, it needs to know that A is less than B. Um, one thing that I want to to differentiate between with like variables in math versus variables in computers is that like in math, I don't like putting letters in math because that's another thing that I have to solve for that I have to worry about. But with a computer, a variable is something that I don't have to worry about because it's the computer's job to worry about it. So it's like if I have a number that I don't want to have to like reason with, I can just give that number a name and tell the computer to keep track of it and it'll save it for later for me. And then if I later need to change it or if I need to tell the computer to change it, it can do it and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, variables are a huge convenience for programmers. Which is a really good point about how important names are in computer science and how tempting it is when we first come from algebra to name everything X hmm. and how confusing that gets for a programmer. Yeah, so we give variables names in computer science. Like, what kind of names do we give them? When you're trying to come up with a name for something that... You're, you're coming up with a name that a human can understand. Your computer really doesn't care what name you choose. And the point is that the next time you see that name, you're going to know what it represents. Right. Picking a descriptive name is absolutely essential if you want to stay sane when you're programming. So if we're using variables um, so that the computer can keep track of information that we don't want to worry about... How do we make this happen? So in Python, making a variable is super easy. Uh, you just write the name of the variable and then you write an equal sign and then you write whatever information you want to put in a variable. So if I want age to be 23, I can just write age, age equals 23. And then later on, anytime I reference age, Python will just like plug and chug and put the 23 in that I had previously asked it to remember. So how about if you wanted to store something like a word? Would that be any different? Well, if I wanted to store a word in age, instead of 23, I would just put my word. I would maybe put the word 23. What I think is weird in programming, when you're starting to learn to use words and variable names, often at the same time, right? This is something that you often do in the first week of class. One of the disorienting things is that variable names are just a normal word. And then when you want to use a word, you often have to put it inside of quotation marks so that your computer knows it's a word and not a variable name. So when you put the word inside of quotation marks, you're kind of telling uh, the computer that the word inside of the quotation marks is like a foreign human word that it doesn't understand. It's yeah. words outside of quotation marks. The computer is going to read as 
things you want it to do. But inside of quotation marks, it knows like, oh, this is just some silly human word that I shouldn't worry about. Exactly. Yeah. So if you then uh, print age in quotation marks, then the computer can go and print A-G-E. But if you ask it to go print age without quotation marks, it will go and try to find that 23 that you had stored earlier and go and print out the 23 instead. And one other thing that's not like math here is that if you say um, age equals my age to a computer, um, that means that you're taking whatever your age is right now, maybe 23, and you're putting it inside of age. Um, You're not saying that forever and always the age that you want to keep track of is the same as your age. Whereas in math, like if you put an equal sign between two things, that means those two things are the same. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Because if in algebra, if X equals Y, then like X and Y are always the same. They're like tied together forever. But really, this like equal sign in Python isn't a statement of equality so much as it's an instruction. It's an instruction that says, go and take the thing on the right and go and give it the name on the left. Yeah, Yeah, so your left hand of the equal sign is always the destination, and the right hand of the equal sign is always the source. So you're taking something from the source and putting it at its new destination. I guess my mental model of a variable is is based on shipping, I think. So one of the examples that you'll often see is that a variable is like a box, And you can put anything in that box. And when you come back later, that thing will still be there. And I think this is a really good basis for thinking about variables. But I would go one step further and say it's like a shipping box. It's like a specific kind of box. And whenever you're shipping something, there are two things that it's really helpful to know. You need to know its address, where it's going to go. And you need to know its size. How much is it going to cost you to ship that thing? (laughs) And in computer science, a variable's size is really closely tied to what kind of thing you want to put in the box. So if you want to put a number in the box, that might be a different size than if you want to put a word in the box, if you want to put text. So if you know these two things in computer science, what's its address, where is it going to go, and how big is it, what type of thing do you want to put in the box, then you have complete control over all variables in computer science. Uh, That's really interesting. I haven't thought about it that way. I always kind of visualized it as like storage boxes where like I have, you know, a closet or something for all of my variables. And I have all of these boxes that I got from the container store and I can put my number in my one box And then I'll write on the side of the box what was inside there. And then when I want to go look for age, I can go and look for the box that says age and I take it out of my closet and I see that there's a 23 in there. I feel like there's a fantastic like live poetry jam session in that paragraph somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've always been attracted to label makers. You can go like click, click, click and uh, pull the trigger and make a label that says age. And then I can go and stick that label on the number 23 because we're going to be referring to the number 23 as age. And later on, if I want to go and stick another name on the number 23, I can go and like stick another label. And maybe 23 is also uh, someone's birthday. Um, and 23 can be both things and I can give it lots of names. I mean, different mental models are helpful to, to different people in understanding what's going on. I think the, the thing that I like about the shipping box example is the way that it helps you conceptualize the importance of size and how different variables are different sizes. And I think one of the things that's confusing about the difference between algebra and variables in computer science is that when you assign a value in computer science, it goes somewhere. It, it actually goes somewhere. Like in computer memory, your computer now has a spot that's dedicated just to that name that you just made and the value that you gave it. One of the reasons why I like my like closet analogy is because it like just like a closet has a limited amount of space. My computer also has a limited amount of space. And unlike my closet, though, the computer has like a magical gnome inside of it that his entire job is to like organize the space. So I don't have to worry about which shelf to put my box for 23 on. I can just like tell the gnome to do it. And, you know, maybe he'll put it in like a weird spot in between some blankets or something weird like that. But I don't have to worry about it. And inside the computer, what's really happening is that like the computer only knows two things, having electricity flowing through it or not. And it actually takes a lot of combinations of like electricity happening and electricity not happening to make like a single number or and a lot more to make like a single word. It's good to know that there's a difference in the amount of space it takes to hold a single number versus like a single word versus like an entire, you know, essay or something like that or a picture that takes a lot of space because when you declare a variable, the computer is deciding where to put it and part of its decision making and where to put it is like how many little electrical signals am I going to need? to put this thing in my closet. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. That the, the type of thing that you're going to put in the box determines the size of the box. And then the name that you put on the box, its address becomes a human readable way to say where you want to put the number or where you want to get it from. Right. That was also one of the things that really blew my mind when I started working with computers was that, Computers only understand numbers. They don't understand variable names. When we give something a name, that's normally text. It's normally a human readable thing like the word age. And so when your computer sees that, it doesn't actually know that you mean this should represent an age. It sees age and it says, well, I've decided that's going to be memory location, blah, blah, blah. And so it sees a number every time you type a variable name which I thought was really cool and, and spoke to me a lot about why it's so frustrating to work with computers that we literally are speaking entirely different languages at exactly the same time. I write one line of code and I interpret it entirely differently 
then my computer interprets that same line of code. <laughs> Since we were talking about how words and numbers take up different amounts of space, uh, one concept that is really fundamental in computer science is how much space does it take up for one letter? So longer words take more space than shorter words, but the amount of space that it takes for one letter is something that we in computer science call a byte, a B-Y-T-E. Hey, which is the name of your, oh, it's the name of your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when computers are thinking about like storing things inside of them. They only know how to think about electrical signals and they have these special rocks inside of them. Basically, they're kind of like sand and the sand is capable of holding electricity inside of it or not holding electricity inside of it. And so eight of these little rocks and where each of the rocks can have electricity or not, um, a single rock is like a bit. So Eight of them is called a byte. And also, it takes eight of them to store a single letter. I like that. I like the rocks. I never thought of it that way. I normally imagine, like, a big wall of light switches. Yeah. And they can be on or off. And as you turn them on and off, you're changing the value at a location in memory. Yeah, I think that in some senses, the light switches are, like, more accurate. But inside the computer is literally rocks. Like, I think that a CPU is just like a rock that we tricked into thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I like that analogy. Uh, Python and other languages care a lot about which box, which kind of box something is in. Is it in a normal manila envelope? (laughs) Is it a book? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, because when you're trying to do things with it, it like first has to check whether like what you're doing with it is allowed, like Mm -hmm. especially um, because in some cases, like you can say one thing and it'll mean different things depending on what type of information you're working with. Like if you say A plus B, if A and B are numbers, then you want to add them together and get a number out of that. But if A and B are words, then you want to stick those words together. And then you'll get a combination of those two words. And I think one of the things that's frustrating about starting to work with programs and variables is that you are always looking at the name, which is kind of like the destination of whatever number you want to store or whatever word you want to store. And you're never looking at the actual box itself. So it's very easy for us to forget what is a word-shaped box and what is a number-sized box. So in Python... The word side plus with the plus sign, the word walk gives you the word sidewalk. You like make a compound word with the plus sign. Whereas if you're working with numbers, then, uh, you know, one plus one is two or two plus three is five. Like that's kind of the plus sign that we're used to. But where you run into problems is if you say like um, uh, two plus age. And age actually had the word 20 instead of the number 20, then Python's like, hey, this is a word and this is a number. I don't know how to add a word plus a number. I love the mental image of Python's mind just being blown (laughs) (laughs) by a letter and a number. 
Yeah, just the idea that Python is this tool that's so popular for data science and machine learning and AI, and then all of a sudden it sees a number and a letter next to each other, and it's like, whoa, guys, (laughs) pump the brakes. (laughs) Probably like the only thing keeping me sane at this point is like when I get errors, this is weird, but I'll picture Python or like the computer as like the comic relief servant character in like a supernatural themed sitcom. Like I'll be like, here, go do this incredibly simple task for me. And it'll be like, sorry, can't talk right now. I have to go die. (laughs) This is an incredibly helpful thing to have in a intro CS podcast, right? Because I think one of the biggest um, misconceptions that people have when they get their first errors in a programming language and not just their first for years and years, it took me to make my own piece with this, that when we get errors, it's not because we are stupid. <laughs> and it's not because we are doing things wrong. It's because our programming languages are just totally confused. <laughs> they don't have the tools they need to understand human thought. And it's hard for us to speak simply enough for them to understand. So often when intro CS students feel like they're making mistakes, really, it's that they are thinking too high level. They're they're too advanced for their computer to understand what their computer or for their computer to understand what they want to do. And students tend to perceive that the wrong way. They think like I'm doing something wrong when really this is a technology problem. And someday, just like we no longer have to program with punch cards, someday our computers will understand us. <laughs> And we'll just be able to explain to them what we want. You can practice using variables in the worksheet for this chapter. We'll talk more about the worksheet in our next bite, Practicing Python Basics. You can find all of this material on our website, learncswith.us. We want to extend a very special thanks to our guest today, Dr. Katrin Eaton, for sharing her expertise on variables and magic rocks. We have a link to her page and contact information in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we're excited to work with you in our next bite.